Hey, B, I'm gonna ask you, what was death like? Not as scary as this! <laughs> Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons quotes that nobody gets anymore Facebook page and nohomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. New, new year, new sponsors. Yes, I was going to say the exact same thing. Same host though, unfortunately. Same host, obviously operating on the same brain, because we exactly did just speak over the top of each other. But we must be on the same wave path. That was my exact line. New year, new sponsors. It's good that we're t- on the same page, because it feels like it's a long time since we've sat down to do this. Apologies, everybody, for being, what the hell was it, like six weeks it's been since we've done a review podcast? Has it been that long? I think it's been two or three. Maybe five. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little bit worried going into this. I'm sort of thinking, ooh, are we still going to be in our groove? Cause it's I, been so I've long. forgotten what we do. I've forgotten your name. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot where you lived. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you do over Christmas? Uh, usual. Uh, Christmas Day itself was very busy and very hot. Uh, we wanted to get to 37, 38 degrees Celsius down here. So, we were driving up in Adelaide Way, got to 42. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, for me, Christmas Day involves driving around to a shitload of different houses to see a whole bunch of different family members. But this one was more fun because I was able to take my dog with me everywhere that we went. Oh, cool. Uh, my dad was now living out on some on a fairly decent-sized property. So, I went out there, um, took the dog for a swim. It was his first time in a swimming pool to help him cool really? down. Really? Freaked the fuck out Like a proper can't-touch-the-bottom pool. In-ground pool, yeah. yeah it's yep. probably... Uh, I could touch the bottom in the deep end, but he certainly couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's that look of just fear on their faces, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Like, he's been in the beach before, but he's never actually been swimming before where he can't touch the ground. Okay. And he just beelined for the edge every time he got in there. But that was a hell of a lot of fun. To, you know, I felt like I was teaching my, like a kid how to ride a bike. <laughs> like, you know, I was, I was holding him and I was taking him into the middle of the water. I was like, okay, I've still got you. You're all right. Could you tell he was tensed up and he was like, don't let me go, daddy. Don't he let me go, He didn't trust me. He didn't yeah, trust you. Yeah, he was very up. He was, he was not at all pleased about the situation he Is found it, himself in. You can tell when they're worried because their mouths are closed the whole time. It's just that look of just utter fear. Yeah, their eyes peel right back. Yeah. yeah. What about yourself? So, um, you were in Adelaide? Oh, well, not over Christmas. Christmas time, we just, um, yeah, just the usual. We had the presents here, and I got shitloads of Star Wars stuff, as you can see on the floor here. Yeah, it's it's ballistic. It was exactly what I was expecting. Anyone, <laughs> it, it's that thing. I got a, a bunch of comic-related stuff as well. Like, yep. There's a, a store called Typo in Australia that's been selling these Batman and Superman mugs with oh. little capes on them. Yeah. Uh, and I knew that I was guaranteed to get one of those at every house that I went to on, <laughs> on Christmas Day, and that was pretty much how it worked out. You got a Simpsons mug too, I saw. I did get mom. a Simpsons yeah. mug, yeah, a little spring field mug blinky the three-eyed fishes on there yeah are you starting to be seen as like the simpsons guy in your group of friends i am now my, even like not just my group of friends just my family or my workmates it's yeah whenever they see something simpsons like oh i thought you would like this yeah you keep getting tagged and stuff on yeah. facebook I don't well, mind you, you got I, tagged in something that we shared a while oh, yeah. back but <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this yes i fucking created it <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so today we're going to be reviewing Old Money. This is an episode I hadn't watched in a very, very, very long time. I'm talking like maybe 10, 15 years. Yeah, right. Okay. It's one I sort of, not forgotten about, but I never really liked it much as a kid. It just didn't really, I don't know, it wasn't that funny to me. No, I'll... I wrote down the same thing, that as a kid, I didn't really like it very much either. I caught the second half of this a few months ago on a Simpsons marathon on Foxtel. Okay. I'd kind of forgotten the, a, a bit about the start, because again, I hadn't sat down to watch it for a long time. I don't think this is overly relatable for children. Not at all, no. Uh, a little bit more so as an adult, but even 
even still, sitting back down to watch this one, it wasn't the strongest episode that they've had by a long way. I thought it was really, really slow at the beginning. And I know that they were deliberately trying to set up for the emotional payoff, but there's there's hardly any jokes in the first five minutes of this episode. And there's also not a huge amount in the way of interest in the first five minutes. Like, they, they kind of had one foot in either camp without fully committing to either. And it, it, for me, it was just, it was a weak entry. Especially like going to the safari, it just felt like a, I wouldn't say unnecessary, but it just felt a bit too unrealistic. Okay, we need grandpa to be late for something. Let's just take him to a safari and get him stuck in the swamp for a night. And I felt the last section though, I thought it was funny you said slow. I thought it was rushed. I thought the whole last act was just really rushed where they spent so long of people trying to get grandpa's money, like pitching their ideas. I felt it dragged and dragged and dragged. There was like so many different characters giving their spiel. And then grandpa just decides to go spend his money at the casino. And that whole scene was wrapped up within like a minute. Like Homer, Homer runs in, stops him, runs out, and that's it. Yeah. It probably would have done if there had have been at one or two extra moments where you see how run down the family home is. Yeah, Not the family home, the old folks home They is. need to reiterate that. At yeah, because the they only give one real reference to that early yeah. and then it's not spoken about again until the very end when he sees everyone getting back onto the tour bus. It, it would have been nice yeah, just to... Like, you don't want to telegraph it, but you just want to have enough going on so that when it, he makes that decision at the end, you're like, fuck, yeah, that's the perfect decision to, yeah. to make. I mean, it is the perfect decision, but... It would have been better had it been underlined a little bit more. The seeds need to be planted more earlier on. Yeah. I, I like it when they plant seeds like that at the start, and by the end you've forgotten about it, but it all ties in well at the end. Yeah. One thing I did like, though, is that I was watching it, and I remember thinking, as I started watching it at the start, I don't remember the home being this broken down. Like, when did it get fixed up? And I've forgotten that this was the yeah, episode. Grandpa is the reason that the folks' home is actually well-maintained now. Yeah, right. Alrighty, so, a few facts about the episode before we get into the full review. Uh, the Discount Lion Safari was actually based on a Lion Country Safari, which is still a zoo in Palm Beach, Florida. Apparently, Jay Kogan, the writer, uh, used to visit it a lot as a child, so he based it off of that. Okay. It's also the first time we hear Grandpa's full name as Abraham. Yeah, I noticed that. Also, the first time we see Professor Frank. Professor Frank, yeah. And he was meant to be more of a, not the oddball that he get, we get now, just more of a mad scientist kind of character. Yeah. Because he's not- Like the, an Emmett Brown type. Yeah, because he's, he's not the Frank we know him as in this episode. He's more of just like a, a crazy scientist. He's not the raving kind of, that kind yeah. of character. But also, getting back to Grandpa's name, as we all know, Matt Groening's, he named all the characters of the Simpsons family after his own family, um, except for Bart, obviously, that's him. He's just an anagram of Brat. Yeah. But he didn't want to name Grandpa after his own Grandpa. Now, his real Grandpa's name is Abram, and the writers just created a name called Abraham, not even knowing that Groening's- Oh, are you kidding grandpa, me? Yeah. What are just, the odds? I know, right? Now, well, they, they claim that they didn't know it was his, his Grandpa's name, but do you think they knew, and they just changed it slightly? Said, oh, it's we didn't a hell know of a coincidence. I know, right? I can understand not wanting to name that particular character after your own grandpa. Like, he's... Particularly in the early episodes of of The Simpsons, he's not overly likable, Abe. Like, we find yeah. out that he's a womanizer. He's got a bastard son. He's not the wacky, loony old man yet, is he? No. He's just... There's almost there's a real animosity between him and Homer in a lot of the scenes. Like, yeah. they have some tender moments as well, but, like, they do not really get along at all. And no. this episode does it a little bit, but up until here, we hadn't... You hadn't been shown any reason to care for Abe at all. So, no, if it was if it was me, I, I wouldn't want that to be the way that my grandfather was sort of created in immortality yeah. in the show. <laughs> and getting into, like, their relationship with Homer and Grandpa, we haven't really seen a reason for why Grandpa treats him so badly. No. Besides the fact that, I guess, the family don't go and see him very often, that's really the only reason? Yeah, he's always seemed to have hated Homer. Yeah, even when he was a kid, because you do the flashbacks in later seasons, he's just always been 
Not a bad dad, but he's just... No, he's a, a bad dad. Not a, You reckon? Yeah, of course he's a bad dad. A bad dad? Openly just, abusive to his son. Like, he's... verbally, he doesn't hit him, but constantly putting him down at every turn. Emotionally, yeah. Yeah. He's an awful person. But I suppose he did raise him by himself as one as one good quality. Yeah, but he strikes me as being that very kind of atypical 1950s American father that... Living in the past, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, war veteran, if you wanted to really read into it, maybe suffering from a little bit of post-traumatic stress disorder. Grandpa's just never fit back in with society very well since returning from the flying house. There's a haircut you can set your watch to. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's that kind of, I guess... Don't talk about your feelings. I kind of imagine that Grandpa Simpson could be played by Robert De Niro in a live-action film. Yeah. That kind of... There's a a movie with De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. uh, What's it called? I can guarantee that someone is going to know what this movie was. But, like, yeah, De Niro was, like, ex-military and just really strict and really down the line. Not a very nice or redeemable person at all. That's pretty much what Grandpa Simpson is extenuated through into his adult years and then mixed into a cartoon world. I've never really thought about him like that, but, yeah, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Also, another thing, uh, Audrey Meadows was the voice of B in this episode. Now, do you know what TV show she was from? Golden Girls. No, uh, The Honeymooners. Oh, okay. Yes. She plays uh, Alice Crandon in The Honeymooners. And I think that her voice... One of these days, Alice. One of these days. (laughs) Her voice suited the character perfectly. It it was really great. Because she was young and old sounding. Yeah. Do you sort of know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, she... She had an innocence to her elderly voice. Innocence and a liveliness. Yeah. She... She would be like the old person. Like, as much as Abe sees her physically and, you know, is instantly drawn to her older beauty as listeners or as as viewers yeah you instantly hear her voice and you're like oh hang on what well this she sounds different she, she does sound like someone that you could fall in love with very very quickly as she, an older yeah, man yeah as an adult i'm watching it and i'm like i'm drawn to this character yeah and she she's the best thing in this episode by a oh, really really long way from yeah me. you don't get much of the simpsons family in this episode i don't think no they're Definitely in the periphery. Yeah. I, I did like, though, that this, very similar to Principal Charming, that the, the writers are now starting to drift away from the family and are starting to give us more of an insight into the sub-characters. Yeah, it fleshes out that world a little bit more and it yeah. just makes everything feel more lived in. Alrighty, so the original air date was March 28th, 1991. The chalkboard gag was, I will not grease the monkey bars, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, wise. Yeah. Did uh, you ever, when you were at primary school, did you ever have the monkey bars where you had to, so we had ones that, I'm trying to do visual here for the, the listeners at home, but yeah. they went up on an angle and there was like a monkey bars across the top and there was bars going down the side like that on a well, 45 degree angle. Okay, so you'd have to sort of climb up or climb down them. Yeah, but, but we used to leap. Like military gra- style. We used to leap and grab onto them. Did yeah. you ever do that? We didn't have them on an angle, but yeah. So when I was younger, despite my limited stature, I played basketball. And was massively into the NBA, and obviously Michael Jordan in the mid '90s was everywhere, even in Australia, just uh, everywhere. Even, <laughs> even like Michael Jordan was so big that despite the fact that we didn't have cable TV, like I couldn't watch basketball games, but you knew who Michael Jordan you was. You collected like, the cards, yeah. You collected cards. Videos would come Space out. Jam. Michael Jordan's playground or above and beyond, and all that sort of stuff. So I used to pretend to do slam dunks on the monkey bars and knocked myself out one day as really? a ten-year-old because I. There wasn't grease on the monkey bars, but there was a lot of morning dew. Like, I got there Before school? (laughs) Yeah. And I jumped up, hands slipped, and I came down and smashed my head on the uh, base where you would jump up from. Out cold. Dew's a silent killer because you can't see it. He says, Dew's the silent killer. (laughs) (laughs) They need to run public service announcements (laughs) about (laughs) Dew. 
<laughs> Alrighty, and the couch gag was the family finds grandpa asleep on the couch. I feel like we've seen that one before, but have we not? Maybe they use it in a later season. Maybe. Uh, like uh, a more yeah, updated version of it. Yeah. I just feel like I've seen that one more often than I've seen this episode. Maybe. It did feel kind of appropriate. I don't know if it's just coincidence. Often the couch gag, obviously, you know, it never relates to anything. But I thought that in an episode entirely about grandpa, that they would have a couch gag about yeah. grandpa. I thought yeah. that was kind of appropriate. Yeah, a, a setup without even realizing it. Yeah. So, it starts off with the family dropping grandpa off at the home. You don't know straight away it's going to be a grandpa episode, but you get the vibe that, you know, the relationship between Homer and grandpa is not well. Even with the family, grandpa doesn't really like the family, it just seems. It seems like he feels like they don't give a shit about him. Yeah, well, they don't give a shit about him. Yeah, true. They've taken him to the petrol station to buy jerky. It was the petrol station, was it? I think it was the... I'm sure they said it was... Oh, no, the liquor store, Liquor sorry. store, yeah, yeah. They go to the liquor... The, the trip jerky. to the liquor store, they buy him some jerky, they take him back home. It's very much grandpa for them as a chore. It's patronising. Yeah. <laughs> it's what, the third Sunday of every month that they go out to see him. Can we even, at the outset, point out the fact that it doesn't even really seem like grandpa needs to be in a home? I know, right? Like, he, it feels like he's a, still a relatively self-serving guy. Like, mentally, his wits are about him. He might fall asleep at the drop of a hat. But outside of that, you know, I feel like he could still live in his own house. So he's the always fact that Homer, going to do things. The fact that Homer has shipped him off already is a kind of jerk move to do. And it's just, you know, get him out of my life until he's gone. This is just like a... It's a waiting room for death, basically, that he's popped him off into. Well, the fact that he's able to go to a theme park and ride a roller coaster by himself is enough to say that he probably can live by himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fact that he survived the roller coaster at that <laughs> age means he's, he's, you know, his left ventricle is obviously still rather strong. Bit of continuity issue here. I, I think it's Grandpa says himself that he has one functional kidney. Now, do you remember the episode where he won't do the piss stop? Yeah. And then both his kidneys explode? Yeah. So, was he only have one kidney working at that point, or both his kidneys working at that point? Was it just a joke, or like one line that the writers didn't realise? To borrow from a message that we got sent through after <laughs> discussing hoverboards, <laughs> what you're doing there is that, in Itchy and Scratchy, he's playing the xylophone. <laughs> what, are we supposed to believe this is some sort of magic xylophone? <laughs> uh, I'd just like to point it out. Do you think, though, that that's why they've made Grandpa more wacky in the later seasons, to sort of reiterate, or to sort of say, this is why he's in the home? Maybe a little bit. Maybe also that you just... I guess you need to kind of evolve characters a little bit because you you can't keep writing the same grumpy old man jokes. That You have to kind of change things up. That would be part of it as well. Yeah, well, I, I think Grandpa is more of a proud, grumpy old man in the early seasons and then he becomes, would you say, dumb in the later episodes? Yeah, maybe a little bit dumb, more aloof. Senile? Yeah. He becomes senile, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at this point, I just don't see him like that at all. Like he's just he's just an old man who's just been locked away in his home. Yeah, he's still pretty sharp. Yeah. So they've just dropped Grandpa off, and yeah. Homer. I like that he puts his jerky in the top drawer, just yeah. full of jerky. So yeah. it's not the first time the Simpsons have just yeah. <laughs> passed him off and gone, ah, have some jerky. Well, do you think they did that to try and make you feel sympathy for Grandpa that he's not really getting treated the way he should be? Possibly sympathy. I think more more just for the joke of it. Yeah. Like because yeah. you could be watching thinking, oh, okay, so they've they've just had this one lazy trip, and then you find out that no, that's the standard. That's Every third Sunday. <laughs> so, the family on the way home, and Homer comes to the realisation that he will, too, be old one day. We should be teaching the children to treasure the elderly. You know, we'll be old someday. <gasps> my God, you're right, Marge. You kids won't put me in a home like I did to my dad, would you? Well... <gasps> Have you ever had that moment where you just sort of think, wait a minute, I'm going to get old one day? Because it actually happened on the trip, because I was complaining about... I think I complained. I wasn't complaining, but I was making a joke about my nan forgetting something or whatever. And Nicola was like, you realise you're going to be old one day. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's for me. I, I Obviously, I know I'm going to get old, but it's still hard to imagine that I'm going to lose my wit. Yeah. 
I might. You never know what's going to happen. But I sort of look and go, well, surely I'll stay smart. Or control of your bodily functions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be awful. It's <laughs> the one thing that I don't know if I could ever handle having to have someone else help me in that region. Wipe my ass. Yeah. I just don't want to shit my pants. It'd be man. degrading. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do that as a job either. Like, kudos to the guys that do that, and the, the, the women and the men that go out there. I don't think I could do that for my wife. Oh, <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to get someone in. Could you wipe Murphy's ass? Yeah, I could do it for a dog, but you couldn't do it for your wife. Something's different Ash. about it. <laughs> I feel like for a dog, it's a it's a cleaner process. We're going way off track here. <laughs> Alrighty, so the family decides they're going to take Grandpa to the Discount Lion Safari. This scene reminded me of when they get to Capital City and they all scream Capital City at the same yeah, time. Yeah, right. It's almost exactly the same as that. As they drive past, discount lines are firing. Yeah. Woo-hoo. The whole family is incredibly selfish here, by the way. Oh, yeah. Then, like, they do it as the pretext of let's treat Grandpa to something. What's something we can do to make it more fun for him? But then when they actually take him there, he doesn't want to do it at all. And they don't listen to that. It's just that they want to go to the lion safari. And their excuse is, well, if we take Grandpa, then it's a family outing. Yeah, yeah, true. It's a real jerk move by everyone in in the family this episode. I did like when they were trying to guess what he smelled like. You know, Grandpa kind of smells like that trunk in the garage with the bottoms all wet. Nuh-uh, he smells more like a photo lab. Stop it, both of you! Grandpa smells like a regular old man, which is more like a hallway in a hospital. Homer, that's terrible. It's true, though. Every elderly person in my family, they all have their own smell. Yeah. And, like, you go to the house, you're like, that's my nan's smell. Yeah. That's my grandpa's that's smell. That's my nan's smell. <laughs> Don't you think, though? That's the, that's the scent of skin cells you can deteriorating. Tell, I feel like you can tell when you walk into an elderly person's house, you can tell it's an elderly person's house. That it's, It just has that smell to it. Yeah, instantly. It's, it's the, is it the perfume? Like, what is it? Uh, it's the kerosene in the bathtub uh, <laughs> that I think that just sort of permeates through the house. Yeah, yeah. And then Grandpa's going to get his pills, and he realizes that the pills are being mixed up with, it turns out to be B, and this yep. is where he first meets B. And we have that really odd scene of them eating the pills. Now, I know this is a play on a film, Tom Jones, Yep, but it's just awkward to watch, don't Disgusting. you think? Disgusting. It's just it's like, like, I was just about to launch into a 15-minute conversation before you pulled me up about the difference in, in wiping my wife's bum as opposed to my dog's bum, and I was really going to get in depth about <laughs> different poo consistencies. So, I've got a fairly <laughs> strong stomach. I can handle almost anything. But this, I hadn't seen the film that it's playing off. Maybe yeah, if neither. I had, it would change it a little bit. But I would think most people probably haven't seen that movie. Our age anyway, you and assume. It if you just, haven't seen it, then no one's seen it. It's just off-putting. It is. It's the sounds, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, yes. The and sounds it, have a fair bit to do with sounds it. Sounds and the gesturing. The kind of oral insinuation as to what's going on there yeah. as well is a little bit disturbing. Like, I, it got me thinking about how old people in love holding hands, cute as hell. Yeah. Maybe like a kiss on the cheek or something like that. Like, it's really sweet. And I, I love like old- up. Yeah, like up. I, I love old love. And and even when they find each other at an old age as well, it's even cuter. Like, there's a movie with Dustin Hoffman called Last Chance Harvey, mm-hmm. which is one of the few romances uh, about old people. So, it's Dustin Hoffman and I think Emma Thompson, from memory, is his sort of love interest in the film. And it's done in this beautiful, natural way. And the whole way through, it just, it's, you know, it's not a brilliant movie, but it just makes you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside that you like, you know, that... For people that are so close to the end of their life, the fact that that can still mean something to them it is kind of fucking awesome. Mm. But the second that it transitions from old people being in love to old people making love, then all of a sudden you just put up 
my brain just puts up shutters of like, whoa, no, yeah. hold back. I sometimes <laughs> think, like, do the elderly, they must still think dirty. Well, a lot of them still have sex, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, something like 20% of people over 70, like, in relationships, had, in some survey, had reported having slept with each other. Like, that's that's an awful lot of wrinkly bits. Because my name had a dirty joke. Each other. My name had a dirty joke once, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you are not allowed to make dirty jokes like that. It was at that moment I realized, wait a minute, all people have sex too. Yeah. Again, it's that thing that you just assume... That in the 50s, they didn't make jokes about penises. And I'm sure that they did. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, when I'm 80, I'm sure I'm still going to have a filthy mind because I've had it for this far of my life. (laughs) Yeah. So, I I will be that old man that's absolutely putting people off at one point. Go, whoa, grandpa, you can't be... Yeah, maybe not grandpa. I'd have to have kids to become a grandpa. Yeah. Uh, Uncle, you can't talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. But I still think, though, the scene... I guess it was... Is it like young love? Is that what they're trying to portray here? Like, on a first date kind of thing? A little bit of that. I, I really liked that Grandpa choked up when he's trying to ask her out. Well, I was wondering if you and I, you know, might go to the same place at the same time and... Jeez, you think this would get easier with time? I'd love to. I that was cute, actually. It was, and it's a personal thing, but I find more humour in that aspect of the old people in love, of the sweetness about it. Yeah. The You know, when he... First sees her eyes, but yeah, that little bit, those bits and pieces as well of, of playing them off as the insecurities of the young still in an old person is yeah. a hell of a lot of fun. No matter how old you get though, you, you will still have those insecurities, especially if you're meeting somebody for the first time. Yeah, definitely. The fear of rejection and all that sort of stuff is, if anything, only going to be amplified with time because you've got less chance. <laughs> well, Grandpa has been single for how long now? Since Homer was like five? Yes, yeah, so it would be a very, very long time. So that's probably another reason why he would be like that. One thing I wanted to, um, one quote I wanted to mention before we glaze over it is when they're staring into each other's eyes. And- Look at us. We're staring at each other like a couple of stupid punk teenagers. Oh, I wasn't staring. It's uh, my lazy eye. But again, those sorts of jokes are very funny, playing yeah. off the age. Also, when Grandpa's um, trying to ask her out on a date. What are you uh, doing tonight? Sitting alone in my room. Oh, well, you got plans already. No! What were you going to say? So they go on their date and get, like, the, the montage. Now, there was one clip here. I want to make sure that you saw it when they were walking along the beach. Did you see what was happening in the background? Uh, no. A turtle was racing past. Ah, very funny. Yes. I had to go back and make sure that I saw the right thing. I'm like, was that a dog or a turtle? And a turtle was just <laughs> sliding past them. And it's, it's just a subtle joke that isn't really even... Oh, what's the word? Like, it's not concentrated on. It's not yeah, it's amplified. It's just a little throwaway gag it's in the a, background. It's just that if you're not paying attention to what it is, you wouldn't even see it, you know? But it's just, I love that The Simpsons just throw in as many gags. as Like you said, there's not one wasted cell in The Simpsons, is there? Like, animation no. cell. It's just always something happening. Yeah, wherever they can find something. Even, we'll come to it a little bit later, but when A has his montage after B dies, yeah. there's uh, a couple of very good moments in there. It reminds me also this scene of, you know when you meet your partner, like when you first met Ash and like you first properly started dating, that honeymoon phase, that's what this was. You find you're always out doing different things. Everything feels new again. Yeah. But now, not that our life's boring now, but Nicola and I enjoy sitting at home watching TV. Yeah. That is fun for us. Yeah. But when you first start dating, you're like, where can I take you? What can we do? You, you, you don't want to seem boring to the person. But then what, what, what was it different for you and Ash? I remember when I first started dating Nicola, because Nicola's such a... I mean, she travelled to the other side of the world and she's moved here. Like, she's yeah. left everything behind. Like, Nicola's an outgoing person. I'm not that at all. I'm the complete opposite of that. I'm, 
I like my me time, but I just didn't want her to know that at that point. In time, you know <laughs> you have to I mean? hide, yeah. hide the truth. Yeah. Just make sure that <laughs> yeah. she fell in love with you. Yeah, uh, and then I can let the truth out. <laughs> yeah, uh, as we've said before, all good relationships are built on a foundation of lies. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I. It was kind of a mix. Um, Ash and I, our situation was a little different because she was living up the other end of Australia when we sort of first started seeing each other. So, Was she just visiting down here, was she? Yeah. So, we really had a short, condensed period of time to see, to do things whenever we were together. So, it would generally involve, if she was down here, she would more than likely go out to catch up with friends for drinks. So, we would just do that. We didn't really have time to go off and see many bits and pieces, I think. We had probably been together for about three and a half months before we went on our first proper date somewhere alone. Yep. So, yeah, it was slightly different, but I, I totally get what you mean. For me, though, again, coming back to sitting at home and because I'm a massive nerd, I like that moment of, oh, my God, you've never seen The Prestige. Like, yeah. I, I get to so- show someone The Prestige for the first time again. Sit down, please. And <laughs> like, how good is it when they enjoy it? Ah, it's great. It's yeah. so rewarding, particularly when... They don't think they're going to beforehand. And you re- you're like, no, you're going to pay attention. Give me your phone. I'm yeah, turning that off. Ta- you have to take the phone <laughs> off them. You have to take the phone off them. Exactly. And then at the end, they're like, oh my God, Arrested Development was one. Yep. She didn't like Arrested Development for the first episode or two. I'm like, stick with me on this. I promise you. And then by the end of it, it's you know her favorite show. And I'm like, yes, now for, from now on, every recommendation I ever make, you have to listen to me yep. because I'm right. Yeah. I have never been more proud of my wife than when we were watching The Force Awakens. She turned to me and she says, this movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. I was like, I've succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I've won. <laughs> so, getting back to the episode, it's uh, it's Bee's birthday and Grandpa decides he's going to go buy her a gift from Herman. I like that Herman just seems like the biggest swindler ever. Oh, of course. Like, <laughs> it's just a fez. Yeah. A plain fez that he wants, what, 400 bucks for. Yeah. He's like the military version of a comic book store, isn't he? Pretty much, yeah. He's the comic book guy of military. Yeah. <laughs> so, Grandpa says he can't afford the hat. He's not paying $400 for it, which is for good reason. I wouldn't pay $400 for any hat. No. Especially a hat that looked like that. Yeah. But Grandpa rocks it, though. Maybe if it was Tom Landry's hat. Yes. I'd drop 400 bucks on that. I just, I just think it's funny that Grandpa looked at that hat and thought he'd be a nice gift for me. Like, why, how would that fit <laughs> on her head? <laughs> why would she ever wear that? That's true. How? Uh, well, he does have that line of, since this is the only store that I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a, a gag from the writers, though. That's the only store they really... They always take Grandpa to there. To there, yeah. Uh, but also, uh, there's that. And the other way that I read into it is that when you're old, you're set in your fixed routines. Yeah. And that's it. You're like, an old man isn't going to go out exploring new places because new stores are going to seem scary to him. Like, it's it's a little bit of that, I used to be with it, and then they changed what it was. Yeah. So, you know, Herman's store is it for him. That's all that he is, and he's not... what. All the new stores will seem weird and scary to him. I'm like that with restaurants. When I go to a restaurant and they serve food that I know that I like, I like to go back there. But Nicola has some friends that always want to try somewhere new. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I just want to go where I know I'm going to get good food. I'm going to enjoy it. (laughs) I like a mixture of both. I I do like exploring for new things in that regard. But but I do know that thing as well of like, say for me with Indian food, butter chicken is all I can go to. I've tried other bits of Indian thing. Anytime I try something new, I'll eat it and go, mm, yeah, but I don't like that as much as I like butter chicken. Yeah. So, now I've just given up on trying anything different when it comes to Indian. With Nicola, because we always get the um, chicken vindaloo or something in Lamb Corner or whatever, and Nicola's always like, can we try something different? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I know that I like this, so I'm going to eat it. Alrighty, so Herman tells Grandma to go to Grandma's World because mm. he doesn't want to spend 400 bucks in the hat. It seemed like it, I know that they needed to progress from one scene to the next, but that seems like an odd store for Herman to even know about. Yeah, 
It's another one of those things where I said that everything just seems convenient in this episode. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, to get all Latin on yours all and make people look up words. It's a little bit Deus Ex uh, Machina, Machina, Machina. I think it's Machina. I don't know. (laughs) But it's just that an answer comes from nowhere. Yeah, for no reason, with no grounding. The word I had here was that the episode felt jarring at times, which is an example like that. It's yeah. just transitioning from one thing to another. And I'm like, there was no setup for that. It was just, let's just get to this scene instead. You yeah. Know? It's a bit like a Law and Order episode. Yeah. Like, particularly, is it SVU? The one where everyone's a rapist. That's SVU, yeah. Yeah, where like every man- or sex crime. Every man ever in that is just instantly assumed guilty if you yeah. ever watch it. But when you watch those episodes, it's they interview someone and they're like, that person will go, no, I, d- I knew nothing about the... Um, but maybe Jerry from the fruit stand knows to it. Like, All right, we'll go to Jerry from the fruit stand. And then Jerry's like, no, I saw this guy. And then they go to that guy. But it's, the whole thing of like, there's never actually any investigative work done. Or there's no understanding of things. It's just, here's a series of conversations up until the end. So, he goes to Grandma World. We're finally back at Grandma World. And what does he get? Like the scarf or something? A shawl, I think. Yeah. Active wear. What, 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 <laughs> what is a shawl? It's essentially a scarf. Yeah. Okay. okay so but I love that. It, like, it's just something that you would pop on for a walk. And like, just an old, like if you were going for a slow walk in maybe a brisk night. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's referred to as active wear. That was a pretty funny joke. So, I didn't even realize it was a birthday gift until later on. Grandpa must have said it at some point that he's getting a birthday gift for B. But until they... Homer rocks up. I didn't and tries realize, to drag him away. Yeah, I didn't realize it was actually B's birthday. But anyway, so yeah, Homer rocks up, and I felt bad for him because Homer's actually trying to do. I know you said earlier that they're only doing it because they want to go to the safari, but Homer is still trying to spend time with his daddy, saying, "Come on, let's go do this. I've planned this for you." Blah blah blah. Kind of, but he's also a condescending dick in that scene. Is where he? Well, he was like, you know, it's my girlfriend's birthday, and he's like, "Oh right, oh, your right, girlfriend," yeah. and starts talking to nobody in a chair. Like he doesn't show any respect at all to Grandpa throughout yeah, you're right. any yeah, point yeah. of this episode. Like, yeah. uh, up until he tries to save him and he has his moment of kind of you don't know what you've got till it's gone type thing that when, once he stops talking to him then Homer gets upset about it. But yeah. up until the halfway point of this he's an asshole to him. And then they go to the safari obviously and Grandpa's just not enjoying himself at all. I love the safari tagline on the sign. Did you what catch that? No, was, uh... If you can find a cheaper lion you're in Africa. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> and then I... I... It just annoyed me how Homer just goes off track. I'm like, this is just so predictable. You know, they go to Safari and, of course, Homer drives off track. Yeah. And it just seemed, like you said before with Homer, it's just so convenient. Yeah. Don't you think they could have thought of a better way to have Grandpa be late for B's birthday than, okay, let's take him to a Safari and have him trapped by lions for a night? It just seemed so... It just felt very Call cool of the Simpsons Yeah, to me. I would have thought, yeah, very much. That there could have been something better than that, that particularly when it... There's no reference again to it. It's like Chuckasaurus as well. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm going to drive in and not realise that there's a giant robot next to me. Yeah, exactly. There's... And the other thing in that scene as well is that they've been sitting there for that long and then there's just a very random shot where Grandpa looks at his watch. He's like, oh God. And it's like he's surprised by how long they've been sitting there for. I'm like, yeah. You're fucking... You're trapped by lions. It's not like the situation has just come as a shock to you. You know, you haven't overslept. Yeah. You're, I sound like a real geek pointing out that, but it just, it just sort of bothered me a little bit. It's just, when he started driving off track, I'm like, oh, of course he does, because I forgot that's what happened. Yep. Just, it just seemed, yeah, too convenient. We're using that word a lot in this episode. But anyway, so yeah, the, the family gets trapped overnight, and then there's a random safari guy just rocks up with a gun and saves them. And then Grandpa realizes that he's late for the birthday, races back, and B's dead. Now, this is actually quite a devastating scene. Grandpa is just absolutely gutted, as he would be. But the only thing is... When he reacts to Homer and he says that I have no son, similar to Herb saying I have no brother, I felt it was a bit over the top to the extent 
I know Grandpa was in love, but seriously, how long has he known me for? Yeah, two weeks. Why is it such a big deal? Why would he say, I have no son? It is a bit much, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I was just very quickly looking through something on my phone here to double check. There was one line, the line when uh, The Simpsons are found. Did you pick up on this Mr. Simpson, I presume. Yeah, so that's a play off the Dr. Livingston, I presume. Oh, yeah, of course. So, that was uh, Dr. Livingston's sort of famous, uh, what was he? Missionary and explorer. Um, and H.M. Stanley was a gentleman who found him. And yeah, Dr. Livingston, I presume. But yep. yeah, so I, I, that was all. I just wanted to make sure that we're touching on the historical yeah. context of the episode as well. An- another joke that would go straight over a kid's head. Up to this point, yeah. what could a kid enjoy about this episode? Nothing. Yeah. There's really been nothing at all that's funny to a child in this. Even up until B dies and appears as a ghost, that's probably the only kind of gag moment that a kid would understand. Yeah, or be able to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's nothing really going on there. It's very much an episode pitched at adults. There's no physical humour either, really, is there? Not really, no. No, because that's what kids like in the cartoons a lot. It's just the physical humour. Yeah. There is a nice bit from Jasper when B dies. Like, when, oh, yeah. the way he breaks it to Abe is kind of sweet. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but uh, B passed away last night. Oh, no. It was a ticker. The doc said her left ventricle burst. Oh, no, Jasper. Amy says she died of a burst ventricle, but I know she died of a broken heart. That's a good line. Yeah, it is. Delivered well. Uh, and you can see, I guess, you, to your point of it's a bit much that Abe would say, I have no son. It's probably just being channeled through. And he comes to realise that he was wrong to say that later yeah, in the episode. Yeah. He's just being channeled through, A, the anger, but B, the guilt. Like, less about he's in love. He genuinely feels responsible for the fact that she died because he knows that she died waiting for him to show up. And he didn't even get time to give her an explanation that he w- had been taken out by yeah. his family. Like, as far as she's aware, she's been stood up on her birthday. But wouldn't... This is, one, this is me being devil advocate. They both live at the old folks' home. Wouldn't she be able to say, hey, where's Abe? And they say, oh, his family took him out to the safari. Yes. Yes, she would. <laughs> In a logical world, yes. I just thought of that. But that wouldn't be very convenient. <laughs> exactly right. I was going to say something then, but I just it, you, you kept talking. Not that you shouldn't have kept talking, but you, you were saying something and I just lost it. <laughs> he kept talking. Was, this oh, podcast of yours, you yeah. talk too much. <laughs> That's what it was. I just remembered. I feel like it just sort of dawned on me that they wrote the story with being grandpa and the old folk first. And it sort of feels like they had to fit the Simpsons family in somewhere because it's the Simpsons show. I feel like the writing for the Simpsons family wasn't very strong in this episode. Yeah. But the stuff with the old people really was. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really, really good analysis of the way it's been done. Like the the conversations between B and Grandpa, you said before you like the jokes where they're intimidated by each other and stuff like that. Yeah. That's really good writing, but then you get the really, not bad writing, but just it just seems cheap writing of the Simpsons family. But I guess... If you're doing an episode about a subplot character, like, for example, Principal Charming or Principal Skinner, you have to work in a Simpsons family member somewhere because it's still early days and people are watching it for The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we come back to, well, the next scene, I suppose, is pretty well straight after when Lionel Hutz comes in. It's the funeral. Oh, sorry, funeral first. Did you... Pallbearers. Yeah. Obviously, Grandpa's very happy and he knows that she cared for him by not making him a (laughs) pallbearer. Did you notice that 
someone looking suspiciously Hans like Molman. Hans Molman yeah. as a pallbearer. I had it here. Hans Molman as a pallbearer. Yeah. Like, it's not a 100% rendition of who Hans turned into, but no, it, same it, it, colouring. It's Hans, yeah. Yeah. There's just some slight kind of... The, some of the wrinkles and it's not as polished, but yeah. That's something that I was watching it thinking if Matt Groening saw that, he would be annoyed. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. it looks too, even if it's not meant to be Hans Molman, it looks too similar to Hans Molman. Yeah. Another thing that sort of, I don't know whether you picked up on, in the last scene where Grandpa opens up the dining hall door, yep. a character that is identical to B walks in. Oh, no, I didn't say no that. No shit, yeah. Jesus, that goes a little bit The Shining then, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's literally identical to B walks straight You've past You've always him. been here, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. I watched it thinking, fuck, like, how did that, how does that happen? Yeah. Like, like, can't you just draw a different old person? Yeah, you would have thought. Yeah, just, like, why would you even think to draw someone that even looks remotely similar just to give the give a different haircut. Yeah, exactly right. Then we're getting back to the funeral. This is where Homer, he, he says, I'm sorry for what's happened. I didn't really realise... Because like you said, he was he was being patronising to Grandpa. He didn't realise he actually had a girlfriend. Yeah. And that's where we get the, I have no son. I just think Homer's family just treat him like shit. He does so much bad stuff and they put up with it. And he does a minor thing. I suppose with Herb, it was a pretty big deal. But, but, <laughs> but she just but, ruined a company. But think, is that Homer's fault though? Herb let him do it. Like Herb should have been wiser. Yeah, true. Homer didn't deliberately go out to maliciously. Yeah, if ruin you just take any random off the street and say design a car, they're probably not going to design this, a, a car that's as good as what a team of engineers and professionals are going yeah. to do. Because Homer was being told that he was doing the right thing, so he was proud of himself, and yeah. then he gets told he has no brother. Like, yeah, that's not nice. Yeah, not that's fair. a fair. That's a fair rug pull for Homer. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel it was similar to this. Just I get that he took Grandpa away from B's last moments, but they'd known each other for two weeks. Like, is it that important to say, I have no son? Again, it's a, it, it's the height of emotion at a funeral. Yeah, that is true. But then we get the uh, scene, as you said before, with Lionel Hutz. Now, mm. the, Lionel Hutz is really starting to become Lionel Hutz yeah. by this scene. I, you know, the one thing that didn't happen that I was expecting is Lionel Hutz doesn't try to rip Grandpa off at I all. I had it written here. Like, why did he not rip? I was waiting for it. Yeah, same. Or, or I was waiting for, like, the 106,000, less, of course, my fee. But, but yeah, think, like, it, it's... Nope, straight up, here's 106 grand's yours. But then he does have the novelty pen. Why don't I just give you this pen with my phone number on it? It looks just like a cigar. Isn't that something? So I, I retract my statement that he's becoming Lionel Hutz because the Lionel Hutz that we know would have ripped him off. But yeah. that the whole cigar looking, the pen looking like a cigar, that's very Lionel yeah, Hutz. Yeah, the delivery style, like yeah. Yeah, everything. The in- monkey taking a puff. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very much like that. So $106,000, one more question, just one more nitpick. Why would B leave Grandpa $106,000 after knowing him for two weeks? I was just going to say the exact same thing. It just seemed another convenient part of the story. Yeah. Why did she find the time to get in and change her will in two weeks? Like, yeah. You've got a book. Why would she, <laughs> like, It seems that she dies suddenly. Why would she change her will in two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. I, f- I feel like we're being very negative. In fact, I'm pretty, if B had any surviving family members whatsoever, or even like a remotely related person, they could have contested that will. Why are we being so negative? New well, year, new attitude. No, it's 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 not about that. It's just as we said, it's it's not the best episode that they've made, like, and and that is true. Like we're not going to sit here and say every episode is great. If there are problems, we're going to point them out. Yeah, and I just yeah, I feel like this episode just seemed too. I was watching it thinking, well, this is just bullshit. Well, this wouldn't happen. This wouldn't happen. It was just it was full of those kind of moments, and it's the first time since we've been going back and watching the old episodes that I've felt that way. Yeah, and I guess when something's really hilarious you're probably more willing to make a leap of logic and just go, oh, you know, I'll give them that because that was a very funny payoff. Whereas this didn't have any massively hilarious moments. And for that reason, you do kind of look, okay, well, if they're going to tell more of just a straight up story and that's what they want to do, that's cool. But then I'm going to look at that story probably more harshly because if that's what they're trying to do as a, you know, first and foremost, then 
it better be 100%. When I was first putting these um these notes down, like the nitpicks, I'm thinking, well, we've reviewed episodes like Call of the Simpsons and stuff like that, which was very, very wacky, but... They Hilarious, no, though. Yeah, but they make no buts about it, but this is ridiculous. And we always say, well, just, you kept saying, well, it's just a cartoon, it's just a cartoon. Yeah. In this episode, they weren't trying to be a wacky cartoon. No, they, they were, were trying, trying to, to be a, a serious story. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and that's why I just thought, look, it just... The story just seems so weak. Like, Grandpa meets a, meets a woman, she dies two weeks later, and she leaves behind $106,000, and then the last third of the mo- of the episode is just him trying to work out how to spend it. Yeah. It's just a very bland story. I wonder if this is why they went back with Lady Bouvier's lover down the track. Maybe. That maybe there was an element that went, okay, we, you know, we mined that a little bit, we didn't do it as well as they could have, because I reckon Mrs. Uh, sorry, Lady Bouvier's lover is a much stronger version of this story. Well, the characters are more developed at that point, and plus you had the, the added element of Mr. Burns as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me, that like I was looking at it, it, it so to the point that in my head, I'd kind of actually thought some of the highlights from this episode happened in that episode, but yeah, I was like, oh, they just do this all so much better later on, which yeah. is, you know credit to them for, for the later episode, but this one's just not super great. You know, the thing maybe about it is that we have no reason to feel emotionally connected to B. We've just met her five minutes ago. Why do we care that she's passed away? Yeah, well, we only care that she's passed away for, for the grandpa. impact that it has on grandpa. grandpa. Yeah. But we don't care enough about grandpa. No, they've either. given us no reason to like him yet, have they? Yeah. I can see what they were trying to do, but it just, like you said, Lady Bouvier's love is probably just a much more clean cut version of this episode, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, he gets his $106,000 and is told to spend it however he likes. Was it just, you know, spend it on something? To- he has to spend a night in a haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> I like that the uh, the manager of the home tries to, you know... Just instantly. Yeah. Couldn't help it overhearing about your recently improved financial situation. It reminds me of Ben Stiller from Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, that's such a great character. Yeah. <laughs> what does he say? Oh, your fingers hurt? Well, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled yard duty. Yeah. Anybody else's fingers hurt? I didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one, uh, excuse me, sir, could you trouble me for a glass of warm milk? It helps me go to sleep. Uh, you could trouble me for a glass of shut the hell up. Oh, oh my. <laughs> you will go to sleep or I will put you to That's sleep. That's what I wanted, yeah. Check out the name badge. <laughs> You're in my world now, Grandma. <laughs> I will put you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, that's a that movie is a great example of my theory of Ben Stiller in a mustache 50% funnier than any other Ben Stiller t- character. You reckon? Yeah. Like, dodgeball. Like, whenever Ben yeah. Stiller wears a fake moustache, he's just fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's, what's, the, what's another movie where he wears a moustache, though? I think they're the only two. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's not two good movies. He doesn't have one. No, I thought for a second maybe Starsky and Hutch, but he's, I think he's, he's clean shaven. No, he's clean shaven in that. Yeah. that. yeah, yeah. So, Grandpa decides to just go out and enjoy the money. And he goes... Oh, and, sorry. Got- his cameo in Anchorman. Or Anchorman 2. Yeah, I forget about that. That was a shit um, movie. I'm sure that he has a moustache in that, though. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, Grandpa decides he's just going to go out and enjoy the money, and he goes straight to Herman, because it's the only story he knows. And buys he buy, his buy, fez. Buys the hat. Napoleon's hat. Napoleon's hat. <laughs> yeah, Napoleon's hat. Leaves his hat behind, and then Herman decides to sell that as well, in the window. What is it? It's who's hat. The hat McKinley was shot in. That's exactly right. I think the next scene here was a very Family Guy-esque joke before there was a Family Guy, where he's doing different things, and it's just like, eh, eh, just a very repetitive joke. That's uh, Can't you see that happening in Family Guy? Yeah, I could see that happening in Family Guy. The only difference about that is that this does have... It's three things, but they they project the story forward. It's not just three things for the sake of having the joke. It's showing that all the money in the world, eh, it's not that interesting to him. I guess, that, like, yeah. he can't buy an experience that's going to make him care very much. Like, He's not having fun like he was. He didn't have any money, but just being with B was enough payment. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
he's riding the roller coaster, and then we get there. Now, this was the first real, uh, what's the word? Not unre- I guess it's unrealistic scene of the episode where the ghost appears. Yeah. But, and they're having a full conversation. Yeah, but they're having a full conversation, but you just sort of, you just buy into it, don't you? You just, you just suspend your disbelief, I guess. Yeah, you do. And I guess part of that, again, is the performance from Audrey Meadows. Yeah. Like she, she just is she really good, in that, yeah. particularly in that scene. And I yeah. love that little gag about, like, you know, they got me haunting a family in Texas. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they're keeping you busy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. there's, like, the fact that when you die, there's a they, yeah. you know, in quotation marks, like, there's a management, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we're going to have you out here. I just think it's odd that, especially, it happens a lot in cartoons, that when a ghost appears, it's like, that's oh, just a ghost. I'm just going to talk to it. It's no big deal. I think at first he was scared, but then he wasn't. Yeah. It, it, just, it was just, okay, her ghost is here. I'm talking to it. Not out of the ordinary. Yeah. Makes me think of The Frighteners. I haven't seen it. Oh, really? Um, the Frighteners, Michael J. Fox can see ghosts. So he's, okay. He's like a medium. He basically just uses that. So he's a sixth sense kid. Kind of, yeah. He he uses that skill to be able to just rip off people because he has two. He has a couple buddy ghosts, so he gets them to go and haunt a house, and then he comes in and is it a movie or a show? Out. It's a movie. It was Peter Jackson directed. Oh, uh, so it's like, it sounds like something it, I want to watch. It actually, it, I mean, it's it was done in the early ish nineties from memory, okay. maybe mid to late nineties. I don't remember the exact year that it came out, but it paved a shitload of groundwork and for like Weta Digital. It was one of the very first movies that they did, and it like. Is one of those things that had that movie not existed, Lord of the Rings wouldn't have existed. Oh, really? The the, the, gra- the credibility they did groundbreaking for its day, technical effects and digital effects that then you know launched that company to be able to do the fucking Battle of Helm's Deep. Like, yeah. the, there's a very direct correlation between them. Do you think James? It's Cat- also sorry. It's a great example of comedy horror. The Frighteners. Like, there are some moments in there where are fucking terrifying. Um, it's got Jake Busey. And generally, those moments involve him and his teeth. Hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, cool. But I'd, I'd recommend watching it. Anything with Michael J. Fox. I just love that guy. Same. He's just an awesome actor. There's a great bit where he pulls out a water pistol full of holy water. And he's going around the house, like, squirting it around. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the B ghost tells Grandpa to go visit his son. Go see your son. He misses you. Oh, I miss him too, the big fat dickhead. And... This is where we see the first time that it's had an effect on Homer. Homer's at home crying, saying, I miss my dad. Yeah. I really feel sorry for Homer at that point. Yeah, at that moment they do. And that's probably another one of the great Dan Castellanata skills to be able to... Up until this point of the episode, as I said, Homer's been a jerk. The whole family have been jerks. And then with but one, re- But he doesn't realise it. That's the thing with Homer. He doesn't realise... Yeah, he's, he's obliviously being a jerk. And that's why he... It's like a kid... Oh, have you seen the movie I Am Sam? Uh, I don't like Sean Penn all that much. So okay. I've seen the trailers, and I felt like that was enough for me to understand but the story. The, you know the scene where, well, maybe you haven't given it, but there's one scene where they take his daughter off of him in the courtroom, mm. and he can't understand why. That's the, one of the first times I cried at a movie. Is that the why is she coming home with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I cried watching that, but it's just it's like that. It's he doesn't understand that he's done anything wrong. Like, why, why is this happening? So that's very similar to Homer in this scene. He's like, yeah. I thought I was doing a good thing. Why does he hate me? Yeah. So, and then you get that nice moment where Marge realizes how much Homer's upset and like is upset here. So, you know, you've been moping around the house for three days. Um, I think it's time you talk to somebody and then puts him on the phone to the Marvin Monroe anxiety hotline. Was it something like that? Yeah. yeah. Hiya. You've reached Dr. Marvin Monroe's anxiety line. If you have a sullen teenager, press one now. If you're estranged from your spouse, press two now. In a way, like, you know, my first thought to that was, like, that's kind of cool and realistic in that they do have numbers like that that you can call. Like, Marvin Monroe is more of a kind of TV, if you're a um, estranged spouse, press two type thing. But, you know, you've, if you're feeling troubled, you can call 
Beyond Blue or Anxiety, yeah, yeah. Anxiety Helpline, and there's some great organizations. So, my first bit was like, that's round- grounded in reality, and then they had a really good joke coming off the back of it. Now, did you hear yeah. what option three was going to be? If you have trouble maintaining on a... Grandpa! Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really... That was a bit where I had to listen to that twice, because I think Ash might have sneezed or something at the I wanted to make sure that I heard it correctly as well. Yeah. yeah. I was like, ah, that's very funny. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I really... It's a little bit of a... And the horse I rode in on. Like, my favourite dirty jokes or jokes about swearing aren't the ones where they swear or they tell the dirty joke. It's the one where they almost do it. And it's up to your imagination to fill in the gaps. Yeah. It's it's so well done. So, then Grandpa rocks up to the Simpsons house and decides he's going to stay for dinner. And he says he's going to be giving the money away. And I like the butts. Give it us, Grandpa. Bart! Give him, Dad. He's just a stupid little kid who says the first thing that pops into his head. But you know, there's wisdom in his innocence. You don't want it. Yes, I do. Too bad you ain't getting it. Why won't Grandpa just give him some money? Would you give your kid some money? I guess he still isn't overly happy with him at this point. But like, given that, again, okay, he's reconciled things with Homer. But in his mind, he still believes that... (laughs) in some way they're directly responsible for B dying. Oh, it's, Would it's, it be right to let them profit off that death? This whole episode is just weird. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the Camp Brockman news report. I like that he ends his news report about the old man giving his money away going into the line. Yeah. Yeah, that's that was really cool. I also like that there's a throwback to marrying Stephanie, the weather lady, about yeah. all the innuendo when it was Grandpa that was the one that was spreading that innuendo. Yeah, Bart yeah. versus Thanksgiving, I think yeah. the episode was. The dog trainer is actually in the line, which is the throwback to the last episode. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, and also Jacques is also in line as well. I know yeah. it's old Jacques. Now, this is where the residents all plead their case. We've got people like Mr. Burns. I like Mr. Burns groveling for the money, even though yeah. he doesn't need it. Yeah. Mr. Simpson, I dread the day when $100,000 isn't worth groveling for. Get out of here! You've just made yourself a very powerful enemy, old man. Uh, we get Otto, we get Mo, we get Dr. Munro. I just felt this scene dragged. Like, I just, Did you need to go through so many different characters? Like, I get that they were funny, but it just... Not that there even was a moment, but it took me out of the moment to an extent of the episode where I'm like, you knew that he wasn't going to give it to anybody? So, like, mm. why did you have to show me so many fucking different characters? I guess to make Lisa pay off when she's the one that comes in and says, you know, give it to people who need it, and cool. no, no one in this line needs it. I get that. The more the more petty stuff you have asking for it, the more that pays off a little bit. Like, yeah. for comedy, you could have just gone three bad ones and then have maybe have Lisa come in, but then if you only had three and then Lisa... Lisa's bit might have felt a tad rushed. So, it's probably a little bit of a balancing act. But I did love... My favourite bit is about um, Mo. How he has that... Like, it could be a treasure map or just direction to some guy's house. It's like, it's pretty terrible, but you're in front so far. And in most... Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and this is also where we said we get the uh, the debut of Frank. And he's not the oddball that we know him as now. He's just a mad scientist. Yeah. And wanting to create... Apparently. Wanting to create a death rate. Yeah. I love... He's like, well, to be honest, Ray only has evil applications. You know, my wife will be happy. She's hated this whole death ray thing from day one. Uh, this is when Lisa comes in and says that it should go to the needy. Grandpa goes out and sees the homeless people. But he, I thought, okay, he's going to give it to all the homeless people, but he doesn't. He's still he's conflicted as to what to do with the money. Yeah. And then Jasper, the little dog, comes in and says he should be gambling all the money away. Yeah, go double it or triple it. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, and then they decide to go to the, what is it, just a casino, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. So, they go on the bus ride, and we get one of the greatest lines from Otto of all time. Hey, mellow out, old dudes, or I'll jam this baby into a river. All right? All right. Otto was just the man at that moment. Yeah. It's yeah. The, it's the, it's the, really loved it. It's the, all right? And <laughs> <everyone's> <laughs> shutting up. 
<laughs> it's probably one of the few times that Otto's been an authority figure. Yeah, I watched it and it's so un Otto, but I just fucking loved it. And I love how he then gets them all singing along. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. they're all humming to it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I just wish that I was on a bus one day and the bus driver said that. Said something like that. <laughs> that would be incredible. Oh, man. I just, sometimes old people need to be put in their place. Yes. They like, do. I know that you're old and you need to respect them, but you don't have to whinge as much as you whinge. So you need to be told <laughs> to shut up. <laughs> it's just all over. I'd had enough and it was just great. So uh, Homer finds out that. Grandpa's gone to spend all the money at the, at the casino, so he races out, races off down the road. I love that he takes a quick U-turn, or, and it's Krusty Burger. A double cheeseburger, onion rings, large strawberry shake, and for God's sakes, hurry! <laughs> <laughs> it's, just like, it's like a big Starsky and Hutch style 180 to yeah. get into the drive And you're like, oh, what has he seen? And it's, <laughs> it's yeah. Krusty Burger. Having but, driven across America from Vegas to LA... Did I you? know what that, that feels. Uh, it was four and a bit hours. Oh, is that all? Okay. Um, I know what that feels like. When, like you drive past, uh, there weren't any In and Out burgers, but yeah, you've been, you've seen nothing for an hour, and then there's a burger joint. You're like, oh my god! But if you miss that exit, you're fucked yeah. for another hour. <laughs> I did like though when he went to the home and says, "I just want to tell my father that I, I don't care about the money and I love him a lot." Oh yeah, we get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they rock up at the casino, the old people, and did you notice that Plato, the guy that greeted them at the door, had Troy McClure's voice? Yeah. Like, exactly well, the same. Yeah, obviously. It's Phil Hartman. While Phil was in the recording booth, they were yeah. like, oh, do you want to do this as well? But and is it Phil's voice, or is it, because McClure isn't quite Phil. Well, yeah, sorry, but I mean, it was Phil doing, doing the it. voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it wasn't drawn as Troy McClure, obviously. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it almost would have been funny if it was Troy McClure. I thought like, I was he wasn't for it to getting be, work, yeah. and that's just what he does in his spare time. To, to try and, you know, put food on the table. Yeah, the character, yeah. Yeah. I think even though it's earlier days, that kind of stuff shouldn't have happened. It's just very jarring. Yeah. So I guess I've, maybe at that point, Troy McClure wasn't... I mean, the last time we saw Troy McClure, he had a completely different voice. Yeah, that's true. It was only one line and voiced by Dan. Yeah, so I, maybe because we know the character's so established now, going back and watching it as jarring, but I guess when this first aired, it wasn't such a big deal. Yeah, probably. Because Troy McClure wasn't the character that he is now, you yeah. know, that we know him as. So Homer finds Grandpa at the, was it Craps table? Roulette, roulette table. table. Doing very well for himself. Yeah, yeah. And then Grandpa gives his big speech and everyone stops and starts to turn to look at him and you sort of think it's going to be this moment and then Homer's like, You'll be a man, my son. You'll be a bonehead, come on. That's when I like Homer the most as well, in that... You know, Homer's not an idiot in that particular scene, uh, whereas they have slightly been segueing him into being an idiot over the last few episodes. But in that moment, he's like, no, that's stupid. Like, that's you are an idiot. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> You're speaking no sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then he actually, he stops Grandpa. And then he- Well, Grandpa is trying to put it all on numbers that don't exist. Put it all on 41. <laughs> I've got a feeling about that number. Yeah. The table, go- the wheel goes up to 36. Put it on 36. Yeah. I've got a feeling about that number. That reminded me of old people watching Deal or No Deal. Yeah. Having feelings for things for no fucking reason whatsoever. And then when the- It's always old people watching Deal or No Deal. And then when the 200,000 goes out, my nan always goes, oh, this show's rigged. This yeah. show's rigged. <laughs> nan, it's got possibly- it's random chance. She goes, no, they, they, they change those suitcases somehow. They must be. And I'm like, nan, how? She goes, well, some computer somehow. I'm like, nan, it is a card that says $200,000. They can't change it. Any idea of how massively illegal that would be? Oh, my God. Can you imagine if they got caught? Oh, that would be a Today Tonight story. Exactly. <laughs> it would be more than Today Tonight. That would be, like a, that would be all over mainstream news. Oh, that would be- Imagine the money they'd have to pay back. Oh, it'd be fun. It'd be a Every shambles. single person would have to be given $200,000. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the nobility of quiz shows would be questioned across the board. <laughs> Game shows gone. Alrighty, so um, so he stops Grandpa for making the bet, and then obviously Grandpa doesn't win, and yeah. he realizes he says, "For the first time, I'm glad I had children." Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> this scene to me, though, just like I said earlier, it felt a little bit rushed. It just felt like they spent so long the setup to this. Yeah. And then it was all over within like 30 seconds. Yeah. I suppose when you think about it, though, could they have spent much more time at the casino? Did it need to be long, I guess? Uh, no, the casino was short, as probably as short as it could be. He wasn't there for an awfully long period of time. To your point before, he goes through that walk and sees how run down town is. And as much as, yeah, the old people need it as well, it is a little element of, oh, well, fuck the homeless people. Yeah. Like, maybe rather than having walk through all of the dilapidated parts of Springfield, they needed, or even if he did that, they needed to still include a shot of the retirement home and people struggling there. Yeah, because it wasn't reiterated enough throughout the episode. Yeah, and it just threw away all the other bits that he's that he'd already seen, like... Springfield Public Library run down and all there you know he sees a whole bunch of really deserving things there and it's not that the old people aren't deserving it and obviously you can only spend it on one thing but they threw it all away very quickly do you think that they deliberately did that in the sense that that's how looking through the eyes of grandpa that he even he didn't realize that the house was broken down possibly yeah they wanted that to be the payoff at the end so they didn't want you to get an idea that he was going to do that do you think that but I think that's not a good way of writing it what do you think even if it was slightly telegraphed, they could have done it in a way that meant you didn't know which way it was going to go, and then that that last thing is the final nail in the coffin. There was one brilliant piece of animation though that the I hands. really liked. Yeah, the hands. Yeah, How great did they? Oh, look? I mean, that was like, it was the first time the Simpsons looked real. Yeah, the like grandpa looks at his hands, and they are so decrepit, and they look painful, like they look arthritic, and and the hands of a life fully lived and at the end and like it, they were great like it, it's a shot that only lasts two or three seconds but it had more emotional impact than anything else in yeah. the episode like it, it was a really really brilliant piece of animation it took you out of the moment but in a good way you're just like whoa that re- he is an old man you, yeah you forget that Cause yeah because the, the old people on the show they don't they look old compared to the other characters on the show but they don't look like old people yeah where this i was just like that's fucking really well drawn even just not just for the simpsons it's just a good drawing of a hand yeah you can see the a life lived in those hands. Just yeah. that one scene, can't you? That one yeah. shot. But so he decides to spend all the money on the old folks' home. And he has the... I thought it was a nice touch having the B dining hall memorial. But still, two weeks. He's done it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, going back to it. He's done it for like two or three weeks. Is it that... Whatever. I, I sound like a nitpicking geek, but do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they could have just shown more time go by. Yeah. Like, it, they didn't have to... They ran them. They wrote themselves into a little bit of a hole by them saying third Sunday of every month. Yeah, because we know the timeline is obviously a month at at most. It's a month. Should have been dating for at least three months or something. Yeah, like there could have been just little bits and pieces, or even a line of like you know, books of safari for three months away, or like just some, something to say that they've spent more time together, and then then you have more buy in, and and it counts more when he tells Homer he has no son. Counts more when he they do the memorial hall and all that sort of thing. What were your final thoughts on the episode? Well, pretty much what my first thoughts were. That yeah. it, it's just it was a weaker entry to the season. It's kind of a shame that this came so close to the end of season two as well. Like, yeah, you, you I know that it's a period. Or it's you know it's a serial tip, or well, not a serial, but it's it's just a sitcom version of a cartoon. So it's not like it has a run through the show where you want it to build up and come to a climax. But you still kind of want in any season your first few episodes, your last few episodes to be the strongest ones because yeah. they're the bookends that you, you're you going to remember the seasons by. Well, we do have a couple of goodies coming up. I think we have Brush of Greatness, Blood yeah. Feud, and Three Men in a Comic Book. Yeah, so it, it ramps up fun. massively. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was just a little bit of a one. And we were like, no. I just, I, I just felt like they never really, even the writers knew what the story was. It was just they had a few different ideas, but there was no real... 
Yeah, they didn't quite crack it. No, it was there was no story. It was like, okay, Grandpa meets a woman at the old folks' home. She dies. She leaves him money. Then he tries to figure out how to spend it. It just doesn't sound like a good... It's not a solid plot, is it? No. Anyway, but so if you haven't watched this episode in a while, go back and watch it just so you can see what we're talking about. But, you know, it's not one of the best of the early... It's probably one of my least favorite that we've reviewed so far, I think. Yeah. Just purely because of the convenience of how everything just happened. It just seems just seemed like a little bit like lazy writing. But anyway, apologies to the writers. We just seemed a little bit lazy. I do want you guys to go back, though, and watch the final shot and tell me whether you think that is B going in to the dining hall in the last shot. Because I'm telling you now, I think it's the exact same character. And also go back and have a look at those hands. Yes. What did we learn, Palmer? I learned, and I think this is the first time that we've learned, is that gambling is illegal in Springfield. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Is be- it really? Or does it have a casino? Well, no, because when they're driving, they go past a sign that says state line one mile, casino one mile, one foot. I was wondering what that joke was. Ah, that yeah, makes sense now. They can't yeah, have okay. the casino in the state line. I was like, did I say one foot? I don't get it. Now yeah, it but yeah. it's just that as close as it can physically be. Yeah, if you put a casino, up on that. people yeah. will go to it. I learnt that dying isn't as scary as a roller coaster ride. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a good one. Hopefully it's as fun. Yes, <laughs> which I thought was a good scene. That's probably the best scene in the whole episode, I think. Yeah, I'd go with that as well. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice moment. Alrighty, so some time for some... Tri- is it trivia? Though? Some yeah. trivia, yes. So time for some trivia. Yeah. Alrighty, so how many questions have you got? I've got two. Do you want me to do one first? Uh, well, I've got a couple. They're, a couple? Less, Ooh, I'm they're less questions, but more facts, though. Like, these aren't things that I can really challenge you to answer because I think there's no me. way in hell that you're going to answer them. Challenge me. Okay. Well, the first one... Yes. ...is during Grandpa's montage where he's wearing his fez going around his... Yeah. Yeah. ...moments. He finds himself in a diner. Uh, what is that shot referencing? Uh, it's something Hawk, isn't it? It is. The Nighthawks. Nighthawk, yeah. Um, really, really great painting. That It's one of those paintings that you see reproduced everywhere and, like, you know, you find photos of it in bars. And Elvis sort of and all thing. that, like, old singers. Like, they, they put in different characters, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Edward Hopper is the artist. Original artist? Yeah. Okay, of, cool. Of the Nighthawks. But I thought that was a very cool moment. And it was actually one... Sorry, he hasn't bought the fez at that point. He's still wearing his hat. Yeah. I was wondering if that's a joke where the animators came up with it or if the writers came up with it. Like, it almost felt mm. like that hat purely existed to be able to make that shot work. Yeah. But, yeah, either way, very, very cool. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. My trivia question is, what two famous supervillains were in line for Grandpa's money? Two famous supervillains were in yes. line? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Burns? No. <laughs> um, um, it was famous within the confines of the show? No, supervillains in, as in pop culture world. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I must have been Darth writing stuff Vader. Out. Darth Vader in line. And the Joker. How did they get the rights to those? Darth Vader and the Joker in the line. Have to go show me that. I have to go back. <laughs> We're gonna have to put up a screenshot of that when this episode goes to air because yeah. I had absolutely no idea. Really? Well, I, was, I, I think at that point I was jotting down something about Stephanie and the Weather Girl. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really need to get into the habit of just pausing things whenever I'm writing, but then <laughs> it takes forty five minutes to watch an episode. It takes me that because I pause every time I write something down. Yeah, right. <laughs> As I'm just going through and playing this, by the way, Lisa's Substitute's coming up. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Mr. Bilgerstrom. Yes. Okay, so it's playing now. Look for the line. Kate Brockman's walking along. There's a dog trainer, Cashmere, Darth Vader, oh, yeah. a guy in a Darth Vader suit, and there's a Joker. Uh, what do you know? It's a real freaky looking Joker. Yeah, but, you know, it's a Joker. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how he funds, funds himself. He goes yeah. around to old folks' home. <laughs> he takes all over money. the place. But then, uh, yeah. All right, second little bit. Now, this is one that you're definitely not going to guess. This is this more a tidbit. Bit? Yeah, tidbit, and this is for people to look up in their own spare time and you won't be disappointed about it. Uh, Bart asks for, amongst many other things, the baseball card where that guy is flipping the bird. Now, 
That was an old card featuring one Billy Martin. Is it a real card? Yes, it is a real card. I've got this for you here. There are a few. There's like one other one oh, so from he's like... Doing, he's pointing down. He, yeah, he yeah he's pointing it. down. And he's yeah. got a little bird going on. Now, there's another one from like real old school as a team one. I can't find it here, unfortunately. But I'm sure there's like... It was the first ever recorded flipping of the bird. It was like a team... Uh, you know, 12 people in the lineup and there's just one guy in the back row doing it sort of in between two people. Yeah. Um, it was it was almost like there must have been a running thing amongst baseballers to try and <laughs> flip the bird wherever they possibly could. So, is that card like folklore? Uh, well, it, it was referenced in The Simpsons, so yeah. I assume it is. Well, my question, my next trivia question is in relation to Bart asking for things from Grandpa. Okay. And he asks for an issue of Radioactive Man. Now, what, uh, what issue of Radioactive Man does Bart want to buy? 27. Nailed it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember why. It something was, about Dr. Crab or something. Yeah, first time he fought somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For some reason, 27 well stood played, out to me Well played, sir. <laughs> Alrighty. So, it's time for the mailbag. The mail is here. The mail. The mail is here. Ooh. It was a tough... Given that we've just come through the Christmas and New Year's period... So many inboxes. Most... Yeah, but mo- mostly saying thank you for the year. Have a good one. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you to everyone that wrote in. There were too yep. many of those to go through and name you guys individually. But, but I, we, I think we've written back to everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't miss anything. Yes. Um, I was sitting at the Boxing Day test for a lot of it. And I was really? just checking my phone every now and then, yeah. so I had a lot of spare time to be able to re- go through. There's one that came through from uh, Andrew J.M. that uh, was saying he just you know, really enjoyed the stories. There wasn't a lot in the way of questions. But what I liked about him is that Andrew has got possibly the greatest display photo of all time, where he's just sidled himself up next to the the mullet Ivan Marich. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. From yes. the Richmond Football Club. Yeah. Now, this is Ivan... <laughs> It has the most famous mullet in Australia. Uh, yeah. And, you know, well done, sir. And what I like as well is that he's, you know, Avan's on the left of that. And whenever there's a joint profile picture, like two people in it, you always look at the left person first. So, I, for a very brief moment, it's like, holy shit, Avan Marriage just sent a message through to us. <laughs> that would make my day. Yeah, it would have been cool. Didn't Andrew also say that he like, listens to us instead of Joe Rogan now or something? Yeah, yeah, he switched over from Joe Rogan podcast. So, wow. Exactly. Like, where? Maybe not. As far as download terms, but as far as quality, obviously, we're up there with Joe Rogan. (laughs) Now, one thing to clear up as well, from a message that came through from David Roberts from Chester. A while back, we were talking about Gary Ablett and referring to footy. He was Mm. wondering whether we're talking soccer or Aussie rules. Now, as a general rule, if we ever say footy, we're talking about Aussie rules. It's one issue with football. There are so many different codes that when you refer to footy, it can be anything to people from around the world. We're an Australian podcast, so footy means Australian footy. Footy is Australian footy here. However, he was wondering because Gary Ablett was also a legendary soccer um, player for Liverpool. Man, he's a talented man, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he gets around. <laughs> That's where he's been for the last 10 years. Yeah. So, that was kind of cool. So, uh, so he's really a, a, well, we say soccer, soccer player called Gary Ablett. Apparently, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, what are the odds that like, that, that, that name would have in two different football Two like, legendary names. Yeah, uh, as players that are just revered as being some of the greatest. Um, he's gone on, this is, sorry, this message has only just come through, so I'm reading this as we go. But okay. just as an FYI, his name is a slang term for ecstasy in the north of England. So, you know, like English rhyming slang. Really? Gary Ablett is a tablet. <laughs> so, that's amazing That's awesome He says that that's crap UK knowledge That's not crap UK knowledge <laughs> sir. That, that is absolutely amazing knowledge His nickname is Banjo So he's always happy to meet someone that, whose name rhymes with him so Banjo yeah. and Dando That almost sounds better than Mitch and Dando Do you run a podcast Dave? Because you might be able to take over my spot 
Um, his nickname comes from having a skinny body with a big head like a banjo. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's great nicknaming from all of the people in the UK. Gary Ablett as a tablet is amazing. Yeah. I'm going to go out to some nightclubs this weekend just You're to ask for some. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Moving on to a few more shout outs as we go along. Uh, we got one from a gentleman living in Aurora, Illinois. Wario. Oh, how good was that name? I remember yeah. reading it. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what you're saying. I saw your name, Wario. That's all I have to write about. That's all that matters. Uh, hey, guys, just heard <laughs> of your podcast. Who kid, Wario? That's fucking amazing. Legends. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, just heard of your podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I'm hooked. Can't wait until the day where you guys interview a cast member. Well, the good news for you, Wario, is that if you only heard of us a few days ago, in around about two weeks' time, you're going to come across us interviewing Maggie Roswell. Yes. Uh, and you it was guys, fun. A truly Australia's only Simpsons podcast. You have a fan for life, greatest podcast ever. I actually read that out. I was eating dinner with the family because Nicola's family and my family went away together on this mm. trip. We drove around Australia, not around Australia, but you know. And we're at the dinner table and mum's like, put the phone away. I'm right back to this guy who just sent us this really nice message. And I read it out at the dinner table. And then someone's like, wait, his name is Wario. I'm like, how good is that? <laughs> but yeah, your message, Wario, was read out to my family over the dinner table. Well, there you go. We're going to have to send him a link to uh, Maggie's interview, I think. Yeah. If you want to send us a message that's going to get read over the Dando dinner table, facebook.com slash forfing a discount. And have a good name. Yes. From someone asking for an interview with a cast member, we go to someone sharing a name with a character, Jessica Lovejoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Send a message through with a side-by-side comparison photo. And you know what? She looks a lot like Jessica Lovejoy. Does she really? Yeah. Did you not check that one out? I, I think I was like a bad deception at the time. She really does. Yeah. She looks like she was hair, still making the church eyes. plate. Yeah, she does. Well, I think she actually mentioned that um, she went to church or something and like people were kind of a little shifty-eyed whenever it got to her. They, she would have been so popular in primary school in like 98. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have been able to walk past a fire alarm without setting it off. No. Uh, what else we got? Andrew Smith has sent a message in through from Texas. Uh, I've been told we have much in common except we ride horses to work and you ride kangaroos. Crusty laugh, crusty sigh. <laughs> Uh, you guys have rekindled my love for The Simpsons. Also, I'm a Jedi... Uh, he claims to be a Jedi Knight in podcast listening and must say that he was on episode 15 of our show and that we just keep getting better and oh, better. Awesome. Hopefully... I, I always say that to people. I'm like, they, they say, oh, I've just gone back to listen to the start. And I'm like, we get better. Like, yeah. At the start, I hate listening to the early ones. We weren't bad, but we're so much better now. We found, we found our formula, I think. I think you know? so. I think things work well. Yeah. I, I haven't gone back to listen. Like the early days, I was just like... <laughs> My voice is being recorded. Yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm on the internet. People are listening. Whereas now I'm a little bit more critical of what we're actually yeah, doing. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, voices that work for radio and faces. Um, I added that in, not him. <laughs> and good banter. Or as I imagine you saying, banter. Banter. If you give me a shout out, it'll be a while before I catch up, but I'll keep listening. Well, here's your shout out just to keep you on board. So, thank you very, very much for that, Andrew. Now, uh, Matt Villanueva, he actually sent this through on the 23rd of December. I told him I was going to listen to this. I was a little sidetracked with the Christmases and all that sort of stuff. So, I apologize, Matt. But yeah, no, Matt's another one that we've inspired to start a podcast up. So, it's called Boys Meet Podcast. Thanks for the inspiration. I'd truly love it if you guys took a listen and let me know what you think. Now, I absolutely will be listening to that, Matthew. I've been on holiday, so I haven't had reception <laughs> again um look if you're fans of ours give matt a listen just please just listen to one shoot a review through constructive criticism or feedback like if you hopefully you guys like it i don't know uh, he didn't is it go reviewing into a lot boy of detail world, about it? what it is i think it was about boy meets world yeah, yeah. so 
particularly if you're a Boy Meets World fan. Yeah. I mean, it's a fairly niche market, I would imagine. So there's not going to be much in the way of competition. Um, go through and listen. And, you know, hopefully this is going to be another really good podcast. But I just love the fact that we've inspired someone. Yeah. Again, like I've said that before. That, that, But it's just, for me, incredible that people are listening to us going, hey, I want to do that. Yeah. It's, it's very, really very cool. cool. Question time now, though. First question that we have comes in from James Cooper. And he wants to know who would we want to be friends with from the Simpsons universe? And then who is it more likely that we'd be friends with from the Simpsons universe? So, if you could take your pick of someone, who would it be? But in reality, who are you going to be stuck with? I think I would want to be friends with Milhouse because he just seems like a loyal companion. Yeah, okay. He just seems like someone who... Like, Bart puts him through so much, but he sticks by his side. Yeah. And that's the kind of friend that I would want. What about you? Rainier Wolfcastle. Because it just, opens the door to so many things. I was going to say Freddie Quimby. <laughs> Freddie? No, uh, no, Freddie's too much of a jerk. I feel you like- are Freddie Quimby. <laughs> <laughs> I say chatter. I'm not paying you to talk. Uh, no, if I you know, if I could pick anyone, who wouldn't want to be friends with the biggest movie star in the world? That is true, yeah. Is that, That's who you want to be or that's who you think you would be? No, that's who I would want to be. Okay, that's who you want who to be. Who I think I would be friends with in all reality is probably Artie Ziff. I was going to say you are Artie's. Yeah, like uh, Artie and I would definitely hang out. You just cling. Not be liked by anybody in school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who, I haven't really thought about who I'd, who I would probably, who do you think I would end up with? I reckon someone probably. Comic book guy. D- you reckon? Actually, I reckon you could almost be related to comic book guy. You, re- <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. For my collection of If If you were in the Simpsons stuff. universe, comic book guy would be your uncle. Not saying your uncle is comic book guy, <laughs> but I mean like that, yeah, that'd be that family connection. Uh, I'm looking through the the Simpsons collectibles above your head at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you're a little bit too cool for the high sc- uh, for the college nerds. I feel like my mum would stick me with Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> nah, Ralph would give you the shits. <laughs> I reckon Lenny. You work in a factory, Lenny works in a power plant, you both kind of... Me, me, not as a child, me now, yeah. Yeah, I could see you and Lenny in a lunchroom. Just hanging out and talking shit. Yeah. L- Lenny is sort of like the millhouse of the adult scene in Springfield. Similar, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, yeah, oh, I, I would like to be friends with Lenny. That would be cool. Yeah. You could be friends with Carl if it wasn't for the fact that you're such a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Sorry. that. I knew that joke. <laughs> I was waiting for that joke to come. <laughs> all righty. So, good question, James. Uh, all right. Um, Peter Brown has also yes. sent a message through. There's, um, anytime I look at that name, there's a, Tim Friedman from the Whitlams has a song called Has Anyone Seen Peter Brown? Peter yep. Brown is a very famous... Well, not very famous, but he was a homeless guy that somehow Tim just came to know. I think he was a kind of prominent figure in an area of New South Wales. Not slightly famous at all. <laughs> no, but he, he's referenced in um, their song, You Sound Like Louis Bidette, and But yeah, he has a song called Has Anyone Here Seen Peter Brown? About the fact that he's gone missing for a while. Yep. So, Peter, firstly... Thank you just for having that name because it's got a nice little jingle maybe to it. Maybe it is him. Whenever I, maybe Could it call, is. Call Tim and tell him. We found <laughs> it. <laughs> um, hey, guys. I've been really enjoying listening to the show. Listen to it while I catch the bus. That works for a homeless man. Yes. Catching the bus. Uh, I have a question for the mailbag. Who is your least favorite character from the early Simpsons? Either Flanders or Smithers for me. Flanders or Smithers for you? Okay. Flanders I probably like more than Smithers. I think Smithers is just a spiteful jerk. Yeah, a jealous, spiteful just jerk. a spiteful jerk. For me, off the back of this, you episode, didn't like Barney. I remember. Nah, yeah, I really didn't like Barney early, but almost Grandpa as well. Yeah, after yeah, because Grandpa's it. just needlessly cruel for a, uh, this episode's almost the turning point. Like Marge's mum, she's needlessly cruel. Yeah, Marge's mum. They portray the elderly like that. Yeah, they're they're some of the ones that they just have no issue with cruel, but just mean because it's just it's just who they are. 
Yeah. It's no not, reason to be. It's not hilariously mean. No. Like, they're, they're not, you know, funny quips or put-downs or anything like that. It's just kind of... Horrible yeah, person. Cantankerous for no Horrible. real reason, yeah. Um, so, they're up there for me. Uh, his second question is... One that's more for you, because I had nothing to do with this other than I went, hey, that sounds cool. Uh, how did you decide on calling the podcast Four Finger Discount? Of all of the Simpsons moments to decide on that title. It's just something that I didn't want... I wish I had of now, but I didn't want the Simpsons in the title. Okay. I wanted a title that only Simpsons fans would appreciate. Yeah, a right. Lot of, a lot of people I say at work, oh, I think it's called Four Finger Discount. Like, oh, what does that mean? I'm yep. like, it's a Simpsons joke. They're like, oh, okay. So, I wanted a name that Simpsons fans would appreciate. It's not just The Simpsons Show. Oh, not, not putting down The Simpsons Show podcast, but you know, I didn't want it just The Simpsons something, you know. But I was watching that episode, Marge Be Not Proud, and it's just something that's always stuck with me is that four finger discount. Uh, and I wanted something that I could use in the intro where they say it. I liked it. It was obscure that it didn't have the Simpsons in it. And I just, I felt it was something that Simpsons fans would appreciate. Yep. Now going back and looking at it retrospectively, I wish I had to put the Simpsons in the title because it makes it so much easier to be discovered by Google. Yeah. But we've done that now. Yeah. And Aussie Simpsons <laughs> podcast. Yeah. And yeah, but it's just, that's the reason. I just, I was watching that episode at the time. And at that point, the podcast wasn't even a thing. What this was going to be was a YouTube series where I review every episode of all time by myself. Yeah. And I started doing it and I was getting a lot of views and stuff, but it wasn't fun. Like it just it felt like it became a chore very quickly. Yeah. Because it was by myself where meeting someone that shares the same passion for The Simpsons made it an enjoyable experience. And that's something, this is what I always had planned, but I never, up until I met you, I never found anyone that was willing to A, want to do a podcast and B, like The Simpsons as much as I did. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's pretty much, that's it for the mailbag. Okay. So that's that done. Mailbag done. Review done. We're done. We're done. Apart from the fact that now I get to shoot the shit and just talk about random things. So, uh, how was your New Year's? New Year's was good. It was quiet. I prefer it that way. I know you had a party. I had a barbecue. It was uh, 10 people. I'd hardly call it a party. But I I just had no, because I was so tired. We got back yesterday because New Year's Eve was yesterday. Was yesterday? No. Today's the second. Fuck, I'm so lost track of time. Anyway, so New Year's Eve... We only got back from a holiday at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So I just wanted to do nothing. I just yeah, wanted to sleep. Enough. But so I stayed away till midnight and we watched the fireworks and then just literally came home and just went to sleep. Like I had a really quiet one, but that's yep. exactly what I wanted. I've had so I cooked a barbecue for yeah, about ten people or so and I saw you were having rue burgers. Yeah, I did, um I did have a rue burger. That was actually really tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Kangaroo mince is um uh, kangaroo steaks as well. It, you've got to be careful with how you cook them because if you go overboard, like if you cook them, if you like having a steak well done, you shouldn't have a kangaroo burger because it gets fairly tough and fairly chewy pretty quickly. You got to get it medium rare, but uh, really, really nice tasting meat and leaner and kind of healthier than it's one of the best meats you can have in Australia. <laughs> it is, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I went to that. I did that thing of uh, a bunch of different people are coming over. If I'm going to have a barbecue, I'm going to make sure that I've got a whole bunch of different shit going on. So, I had some chicken and beef skewers. I had, I did some wings. with. You the, have to have skewers. <laughs> yeah. I, but I did wings with hot sauce and like a chili coating. Oh, man. So good. Like I, I went with a kind of southern vibe about my barbecue for the most part, mixed with some Australian standards. So, sausages and lamb chops and that sort of stuff. But, for the men. Yeah. <laughs> but it meant that I was a little stressed because I had so many different things on the go that all had different timings and all had to be ready. And I hate that thing... I love food and I like cooking for other people, but I hate it when I'm too busy cooking to then sit down and enjoy my own food. Like by the time I got to eat, most of it was cold. Cold, yeah. yeah. Ah, it's the worst. Then I had a few people stay over, so I had to get up the next day and I made everyone breakfast as well. Which yes, was, which is annoying for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Sorry, because we wanted to record this yesterday, and then people stuck around. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry, dude. I'm not going to be able to get there in time. But I had that like, all right, I'll do some bacon and eggs. Is everyone happy with scrambled? And I was like, ah, no, I want poached. Like, fuck. So then I had to get yourself, motherfucker. A few different frying pans on the go. So you've scrambled in some, and then poached in in the pot. And it was, ah, it was all over the place. That's why I hate cooking for a group because everyone wants it their own way. And I'm like, oh, just- yeah. And then Ash's auntie and uncle came over and we, like, they came around for dinner. So, I had to, I made some bolognese and that's for them. So, for me, for the rest of the weekend, I don't want to cook again. I just want to go out and eat as much fucking takeaway food as I possibly can. So, yeah. I don't have to go anywhere near my kitchen. I've had enough takeaway, man. I've been on holiday. It's all, that's why by the end of a holiday, I always feel sick. Because it's just yeah. takeaway, takeaway, takeaway. By the end, I'm like, oh, I feel bad. What I did do over the Christmas period was get into 8-Bit Burger in Melbourne. Um, so, 8-Bit Burger oh, started yeah. in Footscray and they are... Fucking great burgers, like really, really tasty. Simple, like pretty simple burgers, but done to perfection. Like just the exact right ratios for everything. How many free burgers did you get for that plug? Uh, <laughs> well, none yet, <laughs> yeah. but I'll be sending them a, a tape. Yeah. Um, but they've got, what I like about it, there's an arcade game in the corner that you can go play for free while you're waiting for your food. And all of the burgers are named after old 8-bit video games. Yep. So the Double Dragon I had on day two, which was... Um, Two beef patties, two um, slices of cheese, pickles, Classic. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they had afterburner, which was their chili one. It's golden That's axe. Very, very funny. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, they had the golden axe. What was the other one that I? Is there a meat what fighter? Was. No, <laughs> no, they, uh, and be the veggie burger. <laughs> the veggie burger. What, what would that have been? The meat fighter. Paper boy. Oh, the meat. Fi- oh, sorry. Yeah, the meat fighter would have worked as well. But yeah, really, really cool burger place. So if you're in Melbourne, recommend checking those guys out. They're in the CBD now, as well as their location in Footscray. And cool. no. No plugs, no money for that. That's just me talking. Oh, there was plugs. <laughs> Sorry, plugs, <laughs> but no requested plugs. Yeah, that's just me loving food. Yeah. Why was I talking about those guys? <laughs> Fuck do I know? <laughs> I've, I've, I've lost all track of where I'm headed with. You're this talking about how you're cooking things for people. Oh, you're having too much takeaway. Yeah, that's right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So Ash's auntie and uncle. One thing did happen last night that I wanted to share because this is just a great example of Australian comedy. Like, I don't know how long Ash's auntie and uncle have been married for, but they, um, Craig and Marie, or Crash and Maz. As their two nicknames. Mazza. He's one of those, like, they obviously love each other so, so much, and he just puts her down at every possible opportunity. Why yeah. do we do that? I don't know. I have to stop myself from doing it. So, Nicholas' family don't, that's not English humour. Yeah. So, I have to stop that. myself when Nicholas' family, because they think I'm just being mean. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they know now, but at first, especially uh, Nick's sister, like, uh, it's, it's the Australian humour. They, they think that I'm being cruel, but I'm not. It's just who we are now. And Nicholas yeah. does it to me now. And they sort of think Nicholas, oh, stop being mean. But it's like, she's not. She's just, that's our humour. Yeah, exactly. They take the piss so, out of each other. So, the joke that he came out with last night that I really enjoyed was I, uh, I've i started coming down with a bit of a throat infection. Um, basically, from when I started cooking dinner, when I finished eating dinner, like, I faded massively. Semen jokes? No, no. It was... Um, <laughs> They noticed, like, are you okay? I'm going, yeah, yeah, my throat's just getting a bit sore, so I just have to be a little bit quiet. Like, even to the point that Ash, this this is how you know that Ash knows this podcast is a big deal. She said to me, stop talking because you, you don't, you shouldn't lose your voice for tomorrow. Like, <laughs> it's, it's important that you just shut up for the well, rest of the It's not a big deal, but it is to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I explained that and then Craig has gone, oh, well, can you do me a favor and kiss Marie then so I can tell her to shut the fuck up? <laughs> It's just brilliant, like you know. And there's so much love in it. I was like, that's that's just very very funny. And I, yeah. I th- for for all the people that listen to us from around the world, that was just a really good example of Australian humour. I remember I made a joke at Nicholas' sister's expense once, and she was really offended, and I felt bad because I'm like, oh, is it? Am I just a bad person, or is it just who <laughs> we are as people? You know, like it just it was just something. We're doing a tour. We're in Portugal. I remember we're doing a tour around the house, and I had the video camera. And Nicholas 
being the host, whatever, saying, this is the room, this is that room, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, there's my sister out there. And I went, oh, unfortunately, or something yeah. like that as a joke. But she was generally offended by that. Really? But, yeah. But that that's... And like her family was like, thought that I was being mean as well. But I wasn't meaning to be mean. Uh, some people just take life too seriously, I think. No, I think it's just our attitudes. Like the rest of the world isn't like that. They don't take the piss out of each other like the way we do. I think in Australia, taking the piss out of someone is your way of showing respect. It's certainly endearment and affection. Yeah. yeah like I... I wouldn't ever make fun of people that I'm not very close to because of the fact that that you know could be taken the wrong I, way. I, I was trying. If, if I, I'm that making, just naturally came out. I didn't just. Yeah. I, I first met Nicholas' family like that week. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. But if I'm making fun of someone, that's my way of saying I like you and I trust you enough to be able to show you, like you know, the true side of me. Yeah, yeah. Now the other thing that I wanted to have a quick chat about when I was on my way here for the rest of the New Year's Eve sort of long weekend. Yeah. I have a dilemma. What's that? I have spoken to you before about my love for film. Now, there's, first, there's a couple couple big plans that I have for the rest of the day. The Sherlock special should have, by the time we finish recording, will have just wrapped up going to air over in the UK. Oh, that's I the believe. one you showed me the trailer of and you did a review yeah, on it. Yeah, so Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. They, this one's set back in the 1800s as just a one-off special that they're doing before season four comes out. I love Sherlock. It's been one of my favourite shows of the last few years. So, I'm really looking forward to this. So, I'll be getting home and straight onto the internet to try and get my hands on it. Yep. Um, I'll buy the DVD when it comes out. Don't stress. I, I own them all as it is, but, you know. I don't want to watch it now. I've waited like two years since the last season. I need to watch it. Why such a big gap? Because Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman became insanely successful and popular. And yeah, yeah, they've been off doing different movies and haven't been able to get back together for a while. Building computers and shit. Yeah. Building computers and and fighting hobbits. Yeah. And uh, Martin Freeman just appearing in things. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Fargo. Obviously, you did Fargo in between. But the other thing for me, so they've... There have been at something like 40... There's been a massive security breach of the DVD screeners for Oscar season. So, there's something like 40 DVD screeners that are available online. Now, I'm in that boat where for me, for movies, like this is... Summer blockbusters and all that sort of thing, you know, they're great. They have their place, like your Avengers and your Batman versus Superman and all that sort of thing. But it's... To put it in a football context... When did this get leaked, by the way? I have not heard about this. Well, within the last week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To put it in a football context, I view those movies as like your all-star weekend, where yeah. it's, it's fun but forgettable. Yeah. Whereas the movies that come out over the next few months, this is like the playoffs. Like, this is all of the shit where all of the very best acting gets done. So, The Revenant is available online. Tarantino's The Hateful Eight is available is online. Is it really? Steve Jobs is available yeah. now. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Steve Jobs, that, that came out... Long time ago. Uh, that was the Ashton Kutcher one with Jobs. Steve oh, Jobs has Michael Fassbender was written by Aaron Sorkin. Oh, wow. Okay. I think it's going to be a much better movie. Yeah. But yeah, so I... The Revenant, I really desperately want to see that at the movies. And a lot of these, like, I, it's it's so tempting for a movie lover like myself. Like, I, I don't want to steal from artists and that sort of thing. I know what that bit's like. But I'm kind of doing some of them on the justification of The Revenant. I'm going to go watch that in the cinema anyway. But I realised that the it Revenant will spoil comes it, though. I don't know if it will. No? Because I think a movie that... If it's as good as I think it's going to be, I could watch it 20 times and not have it be spoiled. But if it's not as good as you think it was going to be, you won't go to the cinema and watch it. That way, you're taking the $10 away from the artist. I'll do it anyway out of okay, then. moral purposes. As long as you definitely go whether you like it or not. I'll go buy a ticket and not go. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, uh, but I realise that The Revenant comes out when I'm going away on holidays with Ash, like for her birthday Why weekend. Why is it to plan shit all the time? 
Pardon? Why do I have wives have to plan shit all the uh, time? No, well, this is my f- this one I'd planned. Why do I you have to plan shit all the time? Fucked up the day. <laughs> if I if I had my time again, I would have shifted her holiday back a week yeah. <laughs> so I could go watch Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. But the hateful eight is going to be out in a couple of weeks' time. And again, my justification. And well, on that. the DVD screen is out. Yeah. Oh man, um, poor Tarantino. I think it's already out. It might already be out in the States. It is out in the States, yeah. Yeah, But still, no one outside of the States is going to go to the movies now. Yeah. Oh, they will. They will. Because it's it's still Tarantino fans. Yeah, but yeah, that's right. The obsessed, like, diehard Tarantino fans will go to the cinema just because it's a Tarantino movie. But don't try and tell me they're not going to download it first as well. Majority, I reckon a good 50 to 60% of the population aren't diehard Tarantino fans. So, they'll download and watch it and they won't go to the movies and watch it because they've already seen it. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it definitely would make a massive impact. Not everyone's going to be like me. But then there's the other issue that I get, and this comes more down to distribution problems in Australia. There's a movie called Spotlight. Now, Spotlight is fairly obscure. It's set in a, it's set on a newspaper. Spotlight is a true story about of how the Boston Globe uncovered the massive scandal of child molestation and cover-up within the local Catholic archdiocese, Jesus. shaking the entire Catholic church. It seems like core. a movie that Tom Hanks would be good in. It does. Uh, Tom Hanks is not in it, though, but it does have... It's like Mark- a commissioner. <laughs> he- here's the cast for this. Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Liv Schreiber, John Slattery, Stanley Tucci. That's... They're the headliners. And the- Billy Crudup is in it. Like, there are so many fantastic actors in this cast, and but I can guarantee you that this will not come out in cinemas in Geelong. Like, really? Just from... Th- I know what... We have two cinemas in Geelong. Like Geelong's got 200-something thousand people living in it. We have a reading in a village. They're both very much franchise multiplexes. Like, they don't show small movies like that. So Reading do sometimes now. Occasionally, but very yeah. rare. And often, like, it'll be on a limited screening run yeah, where it yeah. might be 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Monday to Friday. I'm like, well, yeah. fucking at work. You know, I can't get around that. So, that is one thing that, like, again... I will buy that on DVD when it is eventually made available. So why to would me. They, why would that be a small film with some, such a good cast in it? Because it's a story set in a newspaper. People aren't going to go and watch that. Like I get that it's not going to take huge money at the box office and financially. You kind of I know which way that they have to go, but it just it kills me that there are some times where pirate. This is just me talking about piracy in general. There are times where piracy can be the only viable option to actually watch a movie, and it that is one area that if they want to stamp it out entirely, they need to fix that. Like, movies that are released globally on the same date, I don't think they would be pirated anywhere near as much. If you, uh, This is just me off the top of my head, but I, if you looked at the stats, that versus movies that come out two months earlier than they do in Australia... Makes like, no you know, sense. Exactly. Like, they're... Some like, some films are out on DVD in the States before they're out in the cinemas here. Now, who the fuck is going to wait that it's long? like Big Hero 6 was available on DVD before it was even aired in the cinemas here. Yeah. Like, w- w- why would any parent take their kid to the cinemas when they can just buy it on DVD for Christmas? Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah. So, anyway, that, that's that's my biggest moral dilemma over the weekend of, um, please don't judge me, people out there, but I am going to have to watch all of these. <laughs> um, uh, but I will pay for them. I'll pay for them. I'll get around to paying when for you're them able as soon to. as I am legally able to. That's all that matters. Yes. Alrighty, so well, thanks for listening to our review of Old Money. It's been a long one, this one. Has been. I didn't realise that I was going to... I guess we haven't caught up for a couple of weeks, so this was always going to be... A bit of banter. Yeah, exactly it. Yeah, two trivia questions. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> our next one's probably going to be 15 minutes. Yes. <laughs> We've run out of everything. But welcome to 2016. Yes. And thank you very much for, you know, for last year, and I hope you guys all enjoy the journey through this year. Hopefully, it means... It's going to mean bigger and better things for us as we go on. What's our what's our New Year's resolutions? Uh, well, I'm joining a gym. As <laughs> as typical as that is, I hit 
uh, about a year ago, almost at this time last year, I hit 83 kilos on the scales. And for my height, I was like, oh, that's big. And then I got myself down to like 79. And then I got married. And now I'm back at 83 again. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I need to. Marriage does it to you, man. Yeah, it does. Without sounding mean, don't you reckon sometimes the girls are a bad influence on the food you eat? Nicola is for me sometimes. No, I'm pretty. I, I or are you the, the bad choices. influence in your relationship? Yeah, me. See, I, I'm very, but I'm a, I'm a boring eater, so I'm happy to just have chicken salad roll or chicken salad wrap for tea every other week. It wouldn't yeah, bother right. me, right? When Nicola likes to have different things. Okay. <laughs> and the different things usually aren't good for my belly. Yeah. So, so I've, I've put on weight since I've been married, but it's because I don't go and work out anymore. It's yeah. Just, for just, me, I'm, it's I'm comfortable. The working out is the biggest thing that I just have stopped. <laughs> it's because they that tell- was it. I just stopped. It's because they tell us that they find us attractive when we're not attractive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they give me this false sense of security. Yeah, I know. Look at the way other people look at me. I'm like, oh, I can't be good. Yeah, no. You ever just stop and look at yourself it's, in the mirror? It's just and like, like objectively look at yourself in the mirror. I'm disgust. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> what have so, you done to yourself? Uh, so I'm gonna go. My New Year's resolution is to not have breasts by the end of February. <laughs> <laughs> that's. A, I think that's everyone's New Year's resolution: lose weight, pretty much. What do you? What do you th- where do you want the show to be? In 2017, when it first starts, uh, I'd like to have 50,000 followers. I think that's not too out of their reach. We're on 42 now. Well, yeah, 2017. Set the goals low, like Grandpa. Jesus, <laughs> you reckon we're only going to? We're adding like a thousand a week. <laughs> anyway, um, I would. Well, for the show itself, I would hopefully like the show to be known, even if people aren't listening to it. I would love for it in a year's time to be known in the world of podcasts as, a thing, as yeah. being a thing that exists. That would be a highlight for myself. I would like to interview a regular cast member from like the Simpsons family or like someone who's a big deal on the show. It could even be like an Al Jean or something yeah. like that. Just yeah, a, something like that a, would a, be awesome. Someone who you could say, oh, I interviewed that person and then someone that doesn't even watch The Simpsons goes, oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, I would like to be able to build it up to the point that we could do live shows as well. So, yeah. if we can get like a, have a big enough fan base that we could trust that maybe say for the 2017 Melbourne Fringe Festival, we could... Just trial putting some shows on or something like that. That would be a pretty sweet moment for I w- me. I wouldn't mind doing a um like a call in show every now and again as well. Yeah, that'd where be people fun. can just call in and just ask this question or just shoot the shit with us. I think mm. that'd be something something different. I want to try different stuff, you know, just yeah. out there. Well, plus, we're going to do more top tens and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, if you want to drop us a message or just say anything to us, facebook.com slash four finger discount. We guarantee we will write back to all of your messages. And you can do the spiel again. You did it the last episode. I don't or, remember what I said. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty much my spiel. On no, get on the iTunes, please. Leave us a review either. Um, you know, so far, it's a 100% five-star reviews, which is pretty it's, goddamn it, cool. bo- it bothers me every time you say that because I, I just feel like someone's going to go in there one day and go, four and a half. If anyone does it to be <laughs> contrary, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, please don't. <laughs> no, no. You know, just be honest. Yeah. But, but, so, the feedback has just been all so great and so loving. And that's that's my... You know, I don't bring it up to brag and go, ha-ha, they're all five-star reviews. I just love the fact that people feel the need to do it. Like, it's very, very cool for me. But, yeah. So, um, rate and review us on there. The more people that do that, the more people that see us. We were, we made it... Like, we'd crack the top 10 in um, TV and entertainment Australian podcast charts. Like, that was a huge deal for yeah. us. And that happens through you guys listening to the show, sharing the show, and all that sort of stuff. So, we're on the Twitter, at Four Finger Pod. You still uh, haven't been doing your celebrity thing, man. You need to get onto it. I'll get onto that. I apologize. Yeah. We... Instagram? 
Instagram. At Four Finger Discount. At Four Finger Discount. Over 1,700 followers now. Jesus. Yeah, it's gone all right. I pay no attention to Instagram. I I forget that it's a thing that exists. Yeah, I need to start putting more pictures up because people are starting to respond to it. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Uh, And the the website mentioned before, fourfingerdiscount.com.au. So, that's sort of hosting for all our articles, all of the podcasts. Um, We're on Podbean for where the episodes are actually kept as well, but we do have links to them all through the website. So, there's um, so many ways that you can find us. I think we should start doing more videos too because I put up an old video that we did, the Homer Quotes. Yep. And it had like 11,000 views that day. All right. So Send us some ideas if you, yeah. for videos that you Top would like to see Top 10 ideas or best whatever. Plus, give us some ideas for like the, the um, Facebook videos that I make, like the best Lenny eye moments and just stuff yep. like that. Did you like the Larry Burns video that I made? Yeah, yeah. That was very, very sweet. <laughs> uh, we'll also... Uh, on the t-shirts, um, we were promising t-shirts a little while ago. I finally got around to starting the ball rolling and organizing those. Yeah. So, guys that have sent through in, your photos and that sort of thing, don't, you know, don't feel disheartened. And soon we'll get in touch and ask for some addresses and mailing details and that sort of thing. I don't even know about that. <laughs> nah, that's all right. There's just a little bit of research that I was yes. doing on the side. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Really do appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Shh.